Welcome to the K-Pop Cast, the show that brings you the best sounds and ideas in K-Pop each week. I'm your DJ, DJ Peter Lowe. And I'm your co-host, Stephanie. And this week, it's another round of hit replays featuring none other than special guest, Alexis. Welcome back. Hi, thank you for inviting me back. Back by unpopular demand. Here I am. No, very popular demand. Very popular demand, yeah. Uh, but first, what are hit replays? Hit replays are songs we recommend y'all listen to on repeat or replay for the week. Alexis, you're our special guest, so take it away with your hit replay. Well, because you guys invited me, I have to hop on my soapbox. This week, I'm promoting, I'm the unofficial (laughs) Super Junior promoter. Here's my mini light stick. Oh, so cute. So they just came back with the Renaissance, their 15th anniversary album. 15th? 15th. It's their 10th 10th album. So, you know, the let's just skip over the single. Let's not talk about her right now. But there's a lot of really good songs on the on the actual album. And my favorite is the B-side. It's called Paradox. I think that that should have been the, the single, to be honest. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to it, but I just love that it's very like throwback as like super junior sound. It's very like man in love. Like there's even some like TVXQ Purple Rain in it, which is very Ooh. indicative of, you know, like, you know, the time that when they debuted like 2005, 2006, where, you know, the, like the, I, I don't know, I don't even, like the percussion heavy, like mm-hmm. R&B yep. was very, you know, like hot, hot back then. So I'm really, and, and I've started to see the stylings in like newer groups. So I'm, so happy that like super junior is taking ownership of their own sound back and they yes. have like a few similar sounding songs on the album but this one is just like chef's kiss i love it i feel like this is super junior that we should have seen in a video But, you know, it's, it's still made it on the album. I'm happy about it. Yeah, it, it, I, I definitely hear you on, like, take it back to the old school. Take it back to, you know, the, the golden times. And I, I hear that for sure in the percussion. Even how the song is mastered, it, it sounds like it came out of that, that time. So, for sure. Um but I, I can't let you escape and not talk about the lead single, Alexis. Like, how silly that song is. House party. You know and what? It's, it's a I... PSA for the for wearing a mask and social distancing, right? It was so fun. The who retweeted them and, like, said, like, thank you for, like, making a song, raising awareness that we need to, like, keep social distancing and wearing masks. So, you know, they're, they've, they've always been, like, you know, the poster boys for... I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It was kind of weird, but you know, I'm in it for life. So I have to support regardless. <laughs> it, it was, it was weird. It's in your contract. Yeah, exactly. It. It, it was definitely a weird moment, 
but you know when you're a fan you can see things that you like even though that if objectively the song is just a mess <laughs> I, was, I I enjoyed the song for as silly as it is. Like, I yeah, mean, me that, where my wife really, my wife and I just lost it was when the flamethrower came out. We were just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Anyway. Uh, I mean, I, they're I having fun. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they're absolutely. having fun. <laughs> yeah. SM has, has almost always given them the best songs, if you look at their entire history. But mm. anyway, uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to you next, Stephanie. What's your hit replay? Sure, sure. Um, so my hit replay comes from R&B crooner, songstress Giselle, <laughs> featuring Changmo. Her new song, Language or Languagey, <laughs> um, just has what I think is a really nice instrumentation on a strong R&B groovy beat. And like, that's not even mentioning Giselle's smooth vocals, Changmo's really strong uh, flow in the rap part of the song. The second verse, it just gets better and better. So um, this immediately went into my library. It's definitely like a very easy listen. Changmo on, on the rap, I, I think it was a good compliment. Coming real hard for a haze territory, honestly. Oh, yes. Definitely getting haze vibes from this. Yeah. I like this more than haze, haze though. Mm. <laughs> this is more my vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this is more squarely in the R&B. None of that indie alternative. Yeah, that <laughs> coffee house. Spoken yeah, yeah, yeah. word. No oh, don't, don't knock on coffee house. Coffee yeah. house is my pastime. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I get you. Yep, yep. Oh, All right. And yeah, let, let me actually hand it over to uh, Michaela, who couldn't join us for uh this episode of the k-pop cast but still had a hit replay that you she wanted all you to listen to hello everybody this is your pd name michaela and my hit replay for this week is cyphers i like you i was very confused as to why this was my hit replay honestly my first initial reaction to watching the music video was not good um because i was Confused by the auto-tune, confused by the teenagers talking about liquor, confused by the <laughs> Kim he I mean, we know why she's in the music video, but still why? I just, I don't know, very confused. But for some reason, I just kept replaying the song. And if I, if I can sell you on this one, I think from a musicology perspective, the reason I like the song so much is the minor key in the chorus combined with the auto-tune. Uh, and the lyrics of Angurio, which they translate to I'm not bad, feel like they really cement the theme of this, you know, confessing that you love somebody is exciting because you're in love, but there's also this waveringness, this uncertainty of if they choose to reject you that I feel like comes across with this song. I don't know, maybe I'm just justifying it, but check it out for yourself. This is Cypher's I Like You, Baby. They arraigns baby boy group uh, as an M Black fan. I'm hoping that they succeed. <laughs> well, we'll find out. We will see. Yeah. Long I'll live uh, Madtown. Remember Madtown? No. <laughs> I do. That one hurts. That one hurts. 
so much potential I'll, I'll admit when i first saw that music video i, I wondered like man who, who's the market for this like and then michaela evidently no no but i i i like it like at first i thought it was like too much autotune but actually it, it's like no no they are layering on the autotune heavily on purpose for a very cool stylistic effect and i, I can get on board plus they, they seem to also love costco <laughs> yeah, you'll have to see the video to, to get that one. Baby, Nado. I think last on our list is Peter. What's your oh, hit yeah. replay? So I chose Rose, just like everyone else. I'm sorry to be like really cliche this week, but uh, it's Rose is on the ground and it is your stereotypical inspirational power ballad. If you like Rachel Platten, no, no, no one likes her. No one Who's knows that? her. Okay, this is like you know, if you if you're if you're white, if you're country, you, <laughs> you know this person. But but anyway, Rachel Platten, she she did the um, this is my fight song, that song, and, and she was Hillary Clinton's oh, uh, campaign theme yeah. song. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, wow. Sorry, <laughs> but I, I see the this song uh, very analogous to everything in that discography. And in fact, I feel like you could swap Rachel. And Rose and, and it'll work in both cases. Rose could do Rachel's song, Rachel could do Rose's song uh, very Is well. Is that a diss, Peter? No, I, I mean, we, we just don't get that type of sound frequently in K pop. That's true. That's true. And, uh, I, I, and I, I mean that as a compliment to, to both artists. Mm. Taylor Swift? Before? I don't know. One of them. Wait, one of those. Country yeah. adjacent white girls. <laughs> Little guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, and that's what Rosie's uh, Rose is all about. Um, th- this, <laughs> this song, white girls. <laughs> n- n- not white girls. I meant the, the yeah. guitar and, and well, being like more of a indie uh, mean, folk artist. But mm. the song is, is, is telling like a story about her career, and I think also her kind of like realizing like her own story arc, uh, being more of an artist, going into YG, <laughs> uh. and then uh, just you know realizing that. I, I don't need this like what I what I need is on the ground it's you know right here in front of me I don't care yes. I can let these other things literally explode and burn uh, because you know I've got what I need here so it, it's just a nice song that balances a very fragile line between being emotionally vulnerable and also being very empowering at the same time so yeah yeah acoustically the drop was a surprise and the drop is what caught my attention with this song and they you you know me listeners of the podcast know me that i i hate it for when there's usually a big shift or change in the third chorus but in, in this case the third mm. chorus was a nice reinvent reinvention and sort of represented like a state of like transcendence for for rose as an artist so that's why Ooh. i made it to my hit replay for this week
interesting that I feel like, I mean, this is my theory, right? But I feel like she went into YG with her little guitar and she was like, this is the song that I want. And YG was like, okay, but like, let me add like these, you know, (laughs) all of this else. She was like, but I really want my guitar in there. And they were like, okay, your guitar is going to be like there in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think happened. Well, that's what see the other rule of YG is that there had to be like a tricked out car. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. (laughs) Every time. In this case, like to be on theme, they just set it on fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That must they must have some kind of contract with the car manufacturers. <laughs> Every video sponsorship. Two twenty one, big bang, all, <laughs> all these cars on fire. Well, that wraps it up for our hit replays. But um, we also asked you, the listeners, what your hit replay was for the week. So after hearing from a lot of you, um, we we chose. Just one to emerge uh, as number one listener hit replay pick for the week. And that goes to Stephanie. I'll, I'll hand it off to you. To, Drum roll. Yes. It goes to Chris T4L on Twitter who wrote to us saying my hit replay this week has been skip, skip. I think it's. Oh, yeah. Skip, 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 skip <laughs> from Purple Kiss new debut album. This song just has everything I look for from the beat to the vocals and the raps. Word of advice. If you haven't jumped on that Purple Kiss bandwagon, now's your chance. I agree. Thanks for sharing this. I, I liked the music video they just came out with, but this B-side is like even better. I had no idea who they were until like literally two minutes before recording this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll, I'm going to go look them up. Like if this, this song, I really liked it, mm-hmm. but it's like, if this is good, like I wonder if the single is like super different or not. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely different. I, I think it, it's interesting that this group um, falling in the... A strategic differentiation from their label mates of, of Mamamoo. They're they're still trying to reclaim uh, their ability as singers, but give a different type of girl crush attitude that Mamamoo hasn't. A bit more edgy. In this song in particular, they say, "I don't give a shh." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're going to try piloting something different for each of these episodes. Let us know what you think of this news section. We're going to read you some really quick uh, K-pop headlines just so you can like keep in the know just listening to our podcast on what's kind of going on in the world of K-pop each week. So, uh, first headline, uh, BTS were not in the Grammys, or rather, they, they, they had a performance. Everyone tuned in for the performance and then just peaced out <laughs> because... BTS didn't get any awards? What? <laughs> yeah, so Tamar Herman wrote an article Shocked. in tokenizing BTS Grammys were not only crude, but cruel. It Ooh. needs K-pop kings more than they need awards. 
That's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> like, BTS, you don't need the Grammys. The Grammys need you. Yep. 100%. And that Do was your super thing. evident last week. Yeah. I, I think uh, BTS kind of, and K-pop fandom just needs to stick by their guns and just be like, okay, Grammys, you're, you're irrelevant now. Yeah, so. they've been irrelevant. Yeah. Okay, next headline. Um... Another BTS faux pas move. Uh, Tops, they had a garbage <laughs> pail sticker collection that would have, according to Brian Rowley at Forbes, who describes it as a sticker collection that would have been a terrible idea at any time. And it featured BTS, like in the style of these, like garbage, uh, excuse me. Um, Whack-a-mole, right? Well, yeah, yeah. But in the style of, what, what do you call these? The, the original... The, the uh, garbage pail kit. I sorry, you're. I'm out of my depth here. I don't know what we're talking cabbage about. Cabbage Patch Kids. There we go. Oh, Cabbage Patch Kids. So yeah. Any kids of the 80s, 90s? Does anyone? Re- okay, no, just me. Not really. But <laughs> anyway, I'm a 2000s baby. The what? It's it's, it, it's a riff off of uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. Uh, artistically speaking, that Tops was going for in the sticker card collection. They're doing it to all these artists, and uh, just amplifying negative Asian American stereotypes and pop culture and media, they they had a sticker of a Grammy Award bashing, assaulting, violently damaging our boys of BTS. Mm-mm. Yeah, this picture is infuriating. How could anyone think this is a good idea? Throw them in the garbage. Badumch. I don't even understand what they're trying to say. Like, like, I don't I guess- understand. I guess they're trying to comment about how BTS tries to pop up and win a Grammy award every year, but keep getting snubbed or rejected. That's why the award is hitting them. This is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Lis- listeners can't hear it, but I was just looking at Alexis's face doing, oh. <laughs> oh. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, next headline. Um, this is the last one and we'll wrap it up. Sorry to make it such a bummer week this week. Maybe we'll next next time we do this, maybe we'll, yeah. we'll give a good headline. Um, but Eric Nam wrote a piece for time. I'm sure Cat Moon reached out to Eric and it's like, Hey, <laughs> we'd mm-hmm. love to have your voice on our platform. You're but, Asian. You're from Atlanta. Yeah. Speak well, out. I, I'm sure Eric was probably already thinking along those lines. And so mm-hmm. he was uh, happy to use the time magazine platform to give an important message Basically, he writes that if you're surprised by the anti-Asian violence in Atlanta, you haven't been listening. It's our time. It's time to hear our voices. So, I, I frankly, I, I had to be the one to speak up at work to be like, hey, mm. <laughs> um, are we realizing that this is an issue? Like, is HR going to do anything to be supportive for mm. Asian Americans or in, in in particular Asian American women at this time? Yeah. Um, but uh, long story short, there was domestic terrorism in Atlanta this week um, targeting uh, Asian Americans, and uh, it, it's felt all it's made a lot of Asian Americans and Asian American women in particular feel very disenfranchised and um, disempowered. So it's it's been a really shitty place, um, I think, for a lot of us in the Asian American community. So if if you're not Asian American or if you know nothing about this, um, my there's plenty of things you can do to to read more, to 
become uh, understand what the issues is, understand that this is uh, a systemic problem, a pervasive, uh, persistent problem that Asian Americans are, are facing, just in, in uh, violence, the way we're tokenized and, and attacked in, in popular media. But uh, again, what, what you can do is, is just be be receptive to voices, um, vote. <laughs> like I, I think that the, the biggest thing is like, it, just make sure you you turn out for elections and and don't vote for elected <laughs> officials that don't get these issues and allow these issues to uh, continue. the The big thing that's driving a lot of this is the the police's remarks around this just commenting that well the this murderer was just having a bad day mm-hmm. you know give the the mm-hmm. white dude a break yeah you know he had a sex sex addi- addiction right it's like excuse it away mm-hmm. come on now like no. you think it was a bad day for all the victims you like <laughs> right what about their bad day yeah and why mm-hmm. why were we giving them more sympathy, more acknowledgement, uh, yeah. more validation than the mm-hmm. bad guy here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you you anyway. hit the nail on the head, and I, I really appreciate you bringing it up, bringing it to the K-pop cast, Peter. Um, like as a as a black woman, I I know some of what it's like to be told that. The things that keep happening, the racist things that keep happening are just one off or just episodic and not not a pattern, not systemic. And I know that it's yeah, our, our struggles are one in the same interlinked. So I think the the time we're in now of like I, I have a bunch of Asian American friends who are for the first time like outwardly expressing their anger and rage at what's happening because they felt their whole lives. They can't do that. They're it's like suppressed um, or I feel like it's not proper to do that. And I'm like, let it out. Like I'll be an ear. I'll be a shoulder for that. Let it out. And like, I will amplify that. That's what that the time is now. Yeah. I think what's just been really hard, um, especially if you're Asian in a non Asian area, like you're, you're kind of used to a lot of these, like, at, at verbal attacks, especially if you're Asian American female, you're you're probably used to being exoticized mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and th- this kind of like is the epitome of that in the worst way possible. And if you're Asian American in a lot of these, well, hell, even here in the Bay Area, there's a lot of anti Asian American violence, but uh, especially so in, in non less less multiculturally diverse areas. You know, the natural tendency is like, well, let me just, you know, follow all the rules, mm. uh, not rock the boat. And yeah. this is a case where, like, you know, people are just minding their own damn business. Mm-hmm. And, like, where there's clearly fault wrong done, uh, the people who are supposed to be holding the system and checking accountable don't know or care. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's hard to, yeah. That's exactly what what Eric wrote about. Like, I saw so many of my, like, Twitter mutuals who were, like, retweeting that piece and were saying, like, oh, like, Eric perfectly, like, captured what I was feeling and, like, put it into words. And, you know, I think that it's pretty commendable of Eric. Like, he wrote it himself that, like, 
you know, and you just said it that like sometimes people feel like they they don't want to like rock the vote um, or anything like that or like cause any kind of you know I don't know controversy mm-hmm. whatever and mm-hmm. you can tell that Eric was like in his last no. straw right done in, like, yeah because he has it. been talking about like inequities and like you know he's been talking about stuff and I think that the thing that that resonated me the most about the piece was when he was like like people are telling me that like why haven't i been speaking up and i have been speaking up you just haven't been listening to me and i was Mm. like yeah he has Mm -hmm. he has been talking about a lot of of asian american um like celebrities and actors and like activists like for since the pandemic started even before the pandemic started like they've been talking about like the rise and the violence and everything and it's just like and just because people have not been paying attention, it doesn't mean that people haven't, haven't been screaming that there needs to be something done about this. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot, a lot, I mean, some of this falls squarely at the feet of, like you said, Peter, those in government and also those in media, in the press, those who are making the calls of what articles get included and what stories are newsworthy or not. They are number one, like heavily biased themselves by the system and the conditioning that says, oh, no, this that doesn't match with the stereotype. Asians like having violence committed against them or Asians not doing well doesn't vibe with, you know, the story of -hmm. America. So it's all it's so much of it is is unconscious and structural as well. We got to name yeah, who's making these choices. Uh, Although, did you? I'm sorry, go ahead, Peter. So the Asian American Journal Association has been very very vocal about that. And uh, I guess there was uh, a few instances where um, editors and and, uh, managing um, editors were decided, um, no Asian American or Korean American, you shouldn't cover that story because you're too biased. Oh my gosh, (laughs) get out. Get out of here. Oh, so white people are going to cover it? Get out. Because, no. you know, white people covering white crime aren't biased. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, he was having a bad day. Yeah. He was, uh, what is it? A golden child, a top student, star student. You know, <laughs> that's what we can expect. Troubled, troubled youth. Yes. More it, of that. But like real, real call out for like the K-pop <laughs> community. Like, yeah, you know, if you, if you like how you Korean content, like. We, we we called it out, you know, on, on our BLM episode. Similarly, like, a lot of this, the the music is, sure, um, extractive <laughs> of a lot of Black um, artistry and music and culture. Um, so, you, you got to give credit to that. You know, I, I think similarly here, like, you got to give credit to the, um, a, you know, Asians, Asian Americans, uh, you know, who are, who are creating this content that you're consuming, you gotta, mm. you know, recognize kind of the responsibility that you have in, in uh, being a platform for a lot of these entertainers, a lot of these artists' um, plight and struggles as well. Um, so that that would just be my call out for a lot of the K-pop fans. And certainly we're not, uh, Eric Nam is not alone. Um, CL was very quick to call this out. Uh, PH1, uh, J Park, um, I'm sure many others. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure there will be good news next week. 
Uh, we're going to put in next week. We'll definitely put in a happy softball story for sure. Peter, talk about Demente, please. <laughs> bring the, bring Demente. the Demente was great. I, I loved it. It was my other hit replay. It, like I keep hitting replay on that song because of how the beginning and the ending of the song. So it makes you want to go in a loop. With it and, and it's replay. a Spanish person. Yeah. All Spanish. All Spanish. Chung exactly. Yeah. What can she not do? I, when La- I watch Latina stay winning. Yo. Watching the music video, um, woo. I, I don't know. It just it just took me to a different place, and um, mm. it's a different side of of Shanghai, and it's probably also very indicative of where K-pop is going to continue yes. to head. We we've already seen K-pop go like with a Latin vibe for like the past five years now, but like, yeah. I think it's like it, it's really here. It's to really stay. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like that the music video, even though it was very clear, it was like obvious that they weren't in the same shooting it, but they did a really good job like integrating it. Like it yeah. didn't seem like copy paste. Mm. A lot of them can can look like that. Like remember that Monster X one with what's that rapper? Oh, French Montana. Him. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was like a completely different music video. <laughs> like what? Where did this come from? Where is he at? Okay. <laughs> different music video, but this one yeah. I felt like it was really well integrated. I really I agree. That. Yeah. And how is the Spanish in the song, Alexis? You know, there's some struggle moments in there, but <laughs> overall, she, it's really, I mean, Spanish is like, you know, tongue twisting, so good for Chunga. She had the, the hook down and she yes. wanted to get, you know, we, she got greedier and wanted to tackle the whole song. She wanted so to like I, rap. I was like, whoa, are you sure? Are you sure? Well, <laughs> intense. And there, and you know, there were some moments where I was like, but you know, you don't, you don't, you don't expect her to come out with like perfect yeah. Spanish. So yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like, I commend her. Good on her for trying to like sing in Spanish. I've been a K-pop fan for like almost 10 years and I cannot sing in Korean, an entire uh, song in Korean. So it's good for China. Yeah, see? And uh, for all the Latin ballroom dancers, it's a very good samba song. Mm. Okay, so let, let, let's wrap it up. Um, this concludes our hit replay episode for the third week of March. Let our listeners know where they can find you each online on Twitter. Um, Alexis, you want to go first? Sure. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at at H-O-E underscore D-O-Y-A-N. Um, I have some big interviews coming up Ooh. in the K-pop world and outside of the K-pop world. Oh, snap. So, you know, look forward to that. A little hint, hint for people who look <gasps> to watch the, watch the, the, the video. video. Yeah. There's a little hint. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening to this on the audio podcast version, go watch the video version. You'll see the, the secret hint. Exciting. Yeah. I was, about, I was actually going to ask you about that, but I, I figured, yes, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll keep it a secret. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at sparker2. I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. You can tweet all of us at the K-pop cast. And if you want to get to know us even better, come make some new friends in the K-pop cast Slack channel. You can find the link in the description of this episode. Yep. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode online. But yeah, shout out to all the Slack participants yes. like you, the, the few but mighty of you <laughs> like you, you definitely influence editorial and, and direction of, of the show as well so I'll, I'll call that out and it's good to bounce ideas off, off of y'all okay. <laughs>